0: Good evening, this is episode 48 of OIZ Radio. I'm Peter Harper, your host, and it is the 14th of March 2019. We are broadcasting live on Spreaker.com and also available on Anchor as a podcast. So we are expanding the show. You can listen to the show without joining any groups or anything. Just look for the link. For anchor and the oiz podcast and you will get this show without any interruptions any signing up or anything like that that will be posted after this live show is finished right the chat room is open please feel free to come and join us in there in the chat room already we have sue sutherland we have tim tinsley we have annette Kenny. We have Amanda Graham and you've got me and I'm sure there'll be a lot more very very soon Uh, the chat room is always well well visited and it is always very busy and very very funny right the time is four minutes past the hour of eight o'clock and we've got a lot to get through tonight so instead of me rabbiting on I'll get on with the show attention travelers Do you want to feel the
1: Orlando, Florida experience? Is that a yes? Then look no
2: further. Let Peter Harper, the one from Liverpool, UK, tell you all about it. Ask him questions. Join the chat right here on Spreaker.com.
0: Oh, yes, you can ask me questions right here. You can come in the chat room and talk to everybody in there just arriving in the chat room we've got martin buckley we have michael hadley grumpy man himself um have i missed anybody i don't want to miss anybody out uh nope we've got the lists that we had before and martin and michael have joined us right we have got somebody talking about carousel of progress who could that be It's Timmy Tim Tinsley. Take it away,
3: Timbo. Good evening there, Peter. Tonight I'm going to start a series of in-depth reviews or explanations about Disney attractions. I'm going to give you a clue to the first one that I'm going to pick. So let's see. Now I'm going to try my iPad here. Oops, no, no, that's not the right song. Oops, I had that on my um, iPad. We won't go about beavers, shall we? Let's try this one.
1: There's a great big beautiful tomorrow
4: Shining at the end of every-
3: Yes, it's Carousel of Progress, one of Walt's favourite attractions. The Carousel of Progress is located in Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. So this is actually the second oldest ride in Magic Kingdom. The oldest one being, can you guess, it's another carousel. Yes, it's Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, which is, I think, from about 1900. It's also had two previous homes before Tomorrowland. It was originally built by Walt Disney for the 1964 New York World's Fair and was the prime feature in the General Electric's Pavilion. When the fair closed it was moved to Disneyland in Anaheim and ran from 1967 through to 1973 before being moved again to Magic Kingdom. Whilst Magic Kingdom opened in 1971 Carousel of Progress didn't open until 1975 and was moved to increase the number of attractions in the park especially around Tomorrowland where it took centre stage. Allegedly, Walt Disney himself proclaimed that Carousel of Progress was his favourite attraction and that it should never cease operation. It holds the record for the longest-running stage show with the most performances in the history of American theatre. It is therefore very much a classic attraction, full of nostalgic uh, nostalgia and history, and a worthy first attraction for my hopeful series of reviews. That is, unless you, Peter, tells me that they're just a little bit too boring. The attraction itself has had a number of updates, and has also had two different songs, both written by the Sherman Brothers. The Best Time of Your Life replaced The Greatest, That There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, when the ride opened in Magic Kingdom, but was reverted back in uh, 1996, Let's have a little bit of that song.
1: Now is the time Now is the best time Now is the best time of your
4: life, life is a
3: So that was used from the ride opening in 1975 through to 1996, when the, the, the song "We All Now and Love," "The Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow," was re- uh, put back on the show. The ride is based on six movable theatres that move you around a pre show, four acts or scenes, and a post show. The stages are set with audio anatomic characters and some rotating stage elements that swap some of the scenes. It does have air conditioning, comfortable seating, it's indoors, and at 21 minutes long, it does make a great attraction for a bit of afternoon rest. The physical building is a key structure within Tomorrowland and is well integrated into the other parts of the land. The building does actually have a loft area through which the Tomorrowland Transit Authority trains run, and you can see the Progress City Epcot model, which featured as the post-show when the attraction was at Disneyland. The pre-show introduces the attraction and is narrated by John, who is the centre character in the rest of the attraction. It explains a bit of the history of the attraction whilst the theatre is loaded, before the first play of the theme song is played and the ride moves to the next stage. Every day,
1: there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away.
3: Ha- I hope you're all bobbing along to that. So Act One is set in the nineteen hundreds. It's on Valentine's Day. The center character John, who is the father of the family, is sat in a rocking chair in the middle of the stage. He has a dog called Rover at his feet. Keep an eye on the dog between the acts as he changes colour and arguably breeds. We get introduced to John's family in various side stages as he explains key things about the time of the century. We meet his wife Sarah, James or Jimmy his son, Patricia or Patty his daughter. We also see the grandmother asleep in her uh, bed. As the theatre rotates to the next act next act, the theme song is played. Come on. A great, big,
1: beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream.
3: Now on to act two. This moves on to 1920s and specifically Independence Day. John is now in a kitchen and is sat on a kitchen chair in his kitchen area. Again he has a dog at his feet, Rover. Again, various scenes use his family to explain various things happening at this time in the century. We also get to meet Uncle Orville for the first time, and also the last time. Make a mental note of the grandmother in in her rocking chair. You will see the exact same character as a ghost on Haunted Mansion in her rocking chair on the right of the dancing ghost scenes.
1: Man has a dream and that's the start.
3: So act three is set in Halloween in the 1940s. John is now in a booth, still with his dog, who has changed colour again. We get to meet the grandfather in in this act, along with a mistake in the storyline, as Sarah has a homemade paint mixer spray paint everywhere, yet she's putting up wallpaper. Moving on to act four. He follows his dream
1: with mind and heart when
3: it becomes... So this is the final act. Act 4. It's set at Christmas in the modern day. Unlike the previous acts, the whole family are visible and are on stage. You have Grandfather and Patricia the daughter sat on the left around the Christmas tree. Grandmother and Jimmy the son are in the middle playing a computer game and John with his wife, Sarah, again a different and a different coloured dog are on the right working on dinner. Uncle Orville does feature in this act but only as a voice whilst he is presumably on the toilet. A final play of the theme song, and I won't do it again, don't worry, which is now a bit more poppy and sung as a duet, and the theatre moves to the post-show where guests leave the theatre. There's a lot of hidden references in the attraction, along with several hidden Mickeys. I've already, already mentioned Granny as a ghost. In the 1940s Halloween scene, you can see a sorceress Mickey hat next to Patricia as she uses the exercise machine. You can also see in the 1920s a scene from a Chinese restaurant across the street through the left-hand side window. There is a small, barely visible sign that reads Herb Ryman's Attorney at Law. And this is a tribute to the Imagineer Herbert Ryman, who produced the original concept artwork for the 1964 New York's World Fair attraction. The final act has several hidden Mickeys, including a large, plush Mickey Mouse under the Christmas tree, some Mickey-themed nutcrackers on the mantelpiece, an abstract painting of Mickey's sorcerer's hat behind the TV and the salt and pepper grinders on the kitchen table are Mickey-shaped. From October the 1st, 1983 until January the 9th, 1999, an attraction known as Horizons existed in Epcot in the Walt Disney World Resort. It was more or less a sequel to The Carousel of Progress, depicting the whole family living and working in technology-enhanced environment in the near future. Finally, in the 2015 Walt Disney Tomorrowlands film, during the opening scene showing the New York World City Fair, the song There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow can be heard. I hope you found that interesting. I've already had planned my next review, but if you want to give me any suggestions for future ones, or indeed corrections on this one, please post them on the OIZ Radio Facebook page. It's a
1: reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a great big beautiful
3: tomorrow. Thanks again, Peter. Tim out.
0: There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. I've just had my wrist slapped by Tim because I let the cat out the bag on what he was going to talk about. But in my defence, he didn't tell me I wasn't meant to say. But I do apologise, Tim. Yes, very, very interesting. I love your pieces, Tim. They're, they're always interesting, always full of detail as well. I want to say good evening to Helen Lamy and Lisa Mather, who've joined us in the chat room. The chat room's filling up quite nicely now. There's plenty in there, lots of chit chat. Come and join us. If you've never joined before, all you've got to do is click on the speech bubble on your Spreaker player, and it will open up. If you're listening to the podcast on Anchor, You can't join in the chat room because there isn't one. But you can always leave comments on the OIZ
2: Facebook page.
0: Right. It is 15 minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock.
2: You are listening to the Orlando InfoZone Radio Show. The best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here.
0: Oh yes, your vacation always starts with OIZ Radio. I think summer's coming. I think we all need to get in the mood for summer. So I've picked a few songs for the show tonight with the word summer in them. Just to get us all in the mood for our holly jolly holly holly days. uh, Wherever we be having them. But hopefully most of us will be having them in sunny Orlando. So, for our first song tonight, we are gonna have Mr Brian Adams. Yes, do you know? I know Timbo will guess it straight away. It's the summer of 69. Summer of 69. That one goes out especially to the lovely Mrs. Tinsley. A dedication especially for you, Paula. Right, at 2020, that's 20 minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock here in the UK, you're listening to OIC Radio episode 48. I'm Peter Harper, and we're broadcasting live from Dundee in Scotland. Right, have you all recovered from your Facebook meltdown? You know, last night everybody was in a bit of a panic. I can't like, I can't comment, I can't post pictures, I can't do anything, I logged out, I can't log back in. Oh, it was, you know, I think the end of the world was coming. I actually found a bit of time to look at different things that I don't normally bother with. But uh, most of it seems to be back up and running today, so everyone will have a nice smile on their face and be enjoying it, I'm sure. Right, do you want some network news? Who do we ask for that? Um, let me think. Yeah, it's our Sue. It's the Mickey Mouse lover. Come on, Sue.
5: Good evening, everyone. It's Sue Sutherland here with your Orlando Info Zone. Network news for this evening, the fourteenth of March, and as usual, we'll start off with the figures. So, the Orlando Info Zone main page has got twenty-one thousand one hundred and one member. <coughs> Excuse me, starting that early. The Orlando Info Zone Fun Friends, no, Fun Fitness and Friends page. My apologies, I'm getting it wrong right at the start. Has got 743 members. The Disneyland Paris Info Zone has got 1016 members. The Orlando Info Zone Eats and Treats page has 287 members. The Orlando Info Zone Villas has got 1460 members. The Orlando Info Zone Advertising has got 428 members. And the Orlando InfoZone Radio Group has got 330 members. And the new group that we opened at the weekend there, the Orlando InfoZone Disability and ASN Group, has got 414 members. These numbers are climbing all the time, so they could have changed by the time they get to you. Anyway, the Twitter page has got 25 followers. The um, Instagram page has got 294 followers and the YouTube channel has got 38 subscribers. Okay, that's all the figures done. And now let's look at the um, benefits you can get for being in this group. Okay, so we've got the Lucky Leprechaun. If you go into Lucky Leprechaun wearing your OIZ members badge, you'll get 10% discount off your whole bill. And then you've got Randy's Mobility, if you need to hire a mobility scooter, a wheelchair, or a pushchair. They'll they'll hire you that, and you mention that you're in this group, and you'll get 10% discount. You've got Gateways Rentals, Scooter and Stroller Rental, will give you 15% off if you mention the code OIZ15. And then you've got um, Select Vacation Villas, who'll give you um, 15% discount on townhouse or a villa, bookings for one week or more. And then you've got Fabulous Florida Villas, who will give you um, 10% off if you mention the code OIZ54 on your initial inquiry. And um, then we've got the Avena Villa, who will give you 10% off when you mention the code OIZ10. And then the last one is the Holiday Car Hire, who will give you... 10% 10% off if you mention the code OIZ67. Okay, so that's your benefits, all really good and worthwhile. Let's have a quick look at the pages, shall we, and see what's going on. I'm going to start with the new page, the Orlando Zone Disability and ASN group. Now, if you're not on this group, guys, come along and join it. We're all friendly. You don't have to be disabled or um, need any help with that kind of thing to come along we're happy for anyone to come and share their stories and um, initially what you'll find on there is we've got lots of information on the helps with um, if it look in the files you'll find that we've got help with um, links to the airlines the main airlines Um ask any questions you want We've also got the maps of the disabled toilets for all the parks, the Disney parks. I couldn't seem to find one for the Universal Park, but I'll look more deeply and if anyone can find it, go and pop it up for me. Um, we've got lots of information on there and also you're welcome to ask any questions that you want um, and we'll answer them in the best to the best of our ability. OK, the next page is the Orlando Info Zone Fun Fitness and Friends page. Now, this page is always on fire. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but these guys are always busy. It seems to be a nice, kind of busy page. And um, so what theme have we got? They're still doing the theme days. Kath does those for us. And it's to my theme, uh, Treat Thursday. What is your weakness? Handbags, shoes, clothes, books, holidays... Um make a new post. Well for me anything Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that, don't they really? It could be a handbag or, you know, just absolutely anything. It could be a handbag, shoes, clothes, books, holidays. As long as it's got Mickey Mouse on it, I'll have it. Thank you very much. And um, we're still doing the drink in the water. You've been drinking your um, Allotted amount of water every every day. Well, I'm doing all right, actually. I got my water bottle and I've been drinking it. You get lots of good recipes, suggestions for food on that page. Brilliant for dieting. And you get loads of support. Anyway, let's get to the next group. The Orlando... Uh, no, not Orlando Sue. Wait for it. The Disneyland Paris Info Zone. Now Susan helps run this page. She's one of the main people, but she's always putting information on. If you need any help with this page, you know, go and um, write your comment on there, and Susan or one of the guys will answer your questions and help you out with that um, answer. So she's asking this week as well, what is your f- uh, your favorite ride? You know, and it's like, and um, Big Thunder Mountain. She's put on her one. Well, I haven't been on the one in Paris, but I've heard that it's absolutely amazing. So, but I do like the one in Orlando. So, the main info zone page, you've always got lots of stuff going on on there. There's, um, as you know, there was the big outage of uh, Facebook last night, and I bet uh, Peter's glad that's not happening tonight. Um, what have we got today? We've got today's theme. Um, Annette puts up the themes every day, and Travel Insurance Thursday is today's theme. But go along and have a look at that. You'll get lots of tips... Um, Again, ask you questions, and oh yes, take Tony, Tony the Grim Reaper, we should call him. He's popped up the bit with the Disney 30%, 15 to 30% for a single and a multi-day park ticket. Yep, they're putting the prices up. They do it every year, it's nothing new. But look at it, we had to uh, see that coming with the Star Wars opening and all the rest of the the new stuff that's coming. It, It had to go up, it just had to. Luckily enough, we got ours bought, so phew. Thank goodness for that, eh anyway, back to the groups the Orlando info zone eats and treats page now John and Gillian Newman are running this page and yeah it keeps it going nice and fast um the first thing on the page there is the uh the poll for this week this week's poll is milkshakes and my 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 vote was um, steak and shake yeah, I do love a steak and shake milkshake very very nice the mint one. Yummy, yummy, yummy. But they've also got a few more on here. We've got Johnny Rockets, Toothsome in City Walk, uh, Shake Shack, Coldstone Creamery. And there's just a few. And there's a couple down there that haven't even been voted for. So, yeah, go along and vote for them. And you'll also get um, lots of great tips for um, meals and that. The Curry Club, that was on there. Can Sam put that up for us? So, but yeah, definitely. Anyway... Back to the groups, Orlando Info Zone advertising group. All right, so we've got what we've we got here: Holiday Car Hire advertising there today. Oh look, I see a Mickey Mouse! Yay! Um, yep, yeah, they've got all sorts of things for sale. There's uh, anything you've uh, purchased in Disney or in Orlando for that matter, and you've decided you don't want it. Pop it on the page and try and sell it. Um, you maybe get somebody to buy it for you, and uh, yeah. You could have a look. There's lots of interesting stuff on there to look at. And then there's the radio group. You could go along on the radio group and you could put on there anything you would like to hear on the radio. And, uh, again, I'm sure that um, Peter would happily, happily help you out by playing a song if you wanted it. Um, he'll slip that in, along with It's a Small World and It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. <laughs> I do like those. I'm sorry, I'm a geek. But he always seems to put on um, lots of good stuff, so... It's great. Anyway, what have we got on the network page? What's been shared? Right, okay. Well, obviously the disability group has been up. So, I found a thing online the other day saying Disney's making provisions for disability access to Galaxy's Edge. Now, this is a good thing, and it's good to know all about it. Um and then you've got Randy's mobility. He put up. That's quite good as well. They'll 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 take your scooter wherever you want, you know, deliver it to you. But they've done um, between, where is it, between the Contemporary and Magic Kingdom, they've got a little bit of uh, art on the floor. You can just ride over that. You see it probably better with the scooter. (laughs) And it's like a Mickey Mouse head, so you know I'm going to be looking for that, don't you? And we also had uh, the Eats and Treats, shared by um, Gillian on the Eats and Treats page earlier, is Disney's Dining Plan 101. There's 13 tips there for using your credits wisely. Go along and have a read of that. Um, that should be it, just about now. Anyway, I think I've yabbled away in your logs for long enough, and uh, I'm sure the guys are all doing your heads in with the beavers, but, hey, I had to come. And it's keeping them entertained and out of trouble, so let's not knock it. All right, guys, I'm going to go away just now and get this sent off to Peter so he can get it on the air tonight, and I'll catch up with you all next week. I'm Sue, and... I love
2: Mickey Mouse. You are listening to the Orlando Info Zone radio show, the best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here.
0: Oh, thank you, Sue, for yet another great rundown of the OIC network news. Always loads of detail in your news reports and information updates. We love them. Nearly as much as you love Mickey Mouse. Nearly. Right, if you're wondering what all the uh, beaver comments are, Joelle well started it in the admin chat on the Orlando Info Zone. Uh, she was pointing out a book that she had been shown. Uh, not a rude book, may I add, but it could have been taken in a rude way. So. She was so into it, I started her very own group for her. And it's called the Odd, Insane, Zombie Beaver Lovers Unite. And I never actually thought anyone would join. But we're up to 41 members on that nutty group. And it's all, everything's beaver, beaver, beaver. So if you're into your beavers, why not join the Odd, Insane, Zombie Beaver Lovers Unite on Facebook and... Join the other 41 nut jobs. Right, you ready for this?
6: So, you want to hear more about our Disney resort hotels? Well, you came to the right place. You won't believe all the magical benefits you get. With more than 20 fun hotels you get to pick your theme You'll find the one that's perfect for your perfect Disney dream We'll get you so excited that you'll never want to leave The list of things to see and do is too much to believe It's true When you're staying at a Disney Resort Hotel, the fun never ends. There are water sports, all kinds and sorts that fill the seven seas. Restaurants for bon vivants, such fine amenities. Since your resort hotel can be so near a Disney park, you could play all day with Mickey and see fireworks at dark. You want to spend even more time in a Disney theme park? Well, listen to this. Stay right here with us and then you'll get some magic powers Extra time inside the parks, we call it Extra Magic Hours These Extra Magic Hours happen every single day It's all complimentary, an extra thank you for your stay Hey, check this out, it's called a magic band Another cool perk you get when you stay in a Disney Resort hotel We'll give you each a magic band Wear it on your favorite hand Having up the fun when you're on the run Your magic band will get it done Just pick the color best for you Orange, yellow, green, and blue You can open up your door, use it at a store You think that's cool, just wait, there's more That's right, you can even use your magic band At our Fast Pass Plus locations What's Fast Pass Plus, you ask? Come on, I'll show you You've got so much to do, you need the perfect perk for you to get down your weight. Make a fast pass date, we'll help you get on through. It makes your stay treat. Reserve that meet and greet. Come on, get it now. Make your trip. a wow, it's sweet! And you know what else is sweet? As a guest of a Disney resort hotel, you get first access to Fast Pass Plus service up to 60 full days before you check in flying into orlando airport then you get to experience disney's magical express service We can pick you up with our airport bus, drop your bags and you at your doorstep. Plus, with the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. Even after you get here, take a monorail or a boat or bus. There's no fee, no charge, there's no mess, no fuss. With the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. So, we're all set. We hope you'll be joining us soon at a beautiful Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. zippity doo die, come down and play. We've got magic every night, every day. Plenty of fun times heading your way. Yes, you're gonna love this. Nothing beats a Disney Resort Hotel. It's a wonderful
4: state.
0: Oh yes. (laughs) I love that advert. It always makes me bounce. Oh yeah. Good advert. Love it. Right, I want to say good evening to Becky al one of our admin who's joined us in the chat room. There are so many in the chat room now. It's well worth a visit. Get yourself in there. Click the speech bubble on your speaker player that you're listening on now. Unless you're listening to the podcast, of course and you'll get in the live chat room right i think it's time we had a little bit of welsh yep you know who i'm talking about it's time for the watsons and a little bit of health and safety here it's gonna they're gonna talk about if you get lost which could happen to me quite often so i need to know what to do take it away watsons please
7: Hi everyone, you've got Kath and Bob. And today we've got some health and safety advice, really. Yeah, we we were recently
8: on Admin Live asked about getting lost in the park. And initially when we were asked, we talked a bit about, oh, whether we lost our way and whether we...
7: Got were- lost in an attraction or yeah. something like
8: that. But then we thought um, and did answer a bit about... What happens if you lose one another, or
7: You're separated from your party,
8: and, or you for kids if they get lost from from their parents? Or oh, my
7: mummy phone because she mm. will just wander off as well. <laughs>
8: um so we thought a bit about that. And if you've never been to one of the theme parks, you you might go with the attitude, oh, it's not going to be a problem. Throughout the time that we're there, we'll keep two eyes and one hand on the kids at all times, and everyone will stick together and no one will move apart from any anyone else at all all the time we're there um
7: that just restricts everyone's movement you can't just be free and yeah. see things and
8: it simply won't work like that and if you all try to stay shoulder to shoulder all the time throughout the entire day you're all going to get miserable and some of you will get thrown out of the ladies toilets so <laughs> you... all the gents or the gents so it's important to at least have some kind of discussions about this, particularly if you've got younger kids, just to make sure that you have some kind of ground rules, some kind of understanding of of what to do and and how much freedom they can or can't have.
7: Now, just put a caveat on this does not work with Charlie and your kids with special needs who have learning disabilities and things like that. those you are going to need four eyes, six hands, a leg yeah. and yeah, reins and everything else that you can have on them. You are going to spend your time looking out for them. So this isn't for your kids like that. This is for your typical kids that, and your typical grandmothers.
8: Yeah. I mean, when we went and Beck was still quite young, we made some simple ground rules with it, And it's not, it wasn't a load of rules. Um, it was just a short, simple set of rules because um, if there were too many rules and conditions, at that age, you wouldn't get it. So we, we just made some simple ground rules.
7: And something she can remember yeah. as well.
8: And to be honest, some of those ground rules and some of the ways that we said, this is what we do, that's what we've done ever since. One
7: but... moan a day, that worked really well.
8: <laughs> <laughs> one moan a day was a, was a good one. You're, you're allowed to always Oh, have... it's
7: too hot. Okay, that's it. You've had your moan a day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't moan about the queue now.
8: <laughs> anyway, so sticking together... Um, the, the most common place we think that people do actually separate or get separated to some extent is when you're in a shop. Quite simply, what a grown-up wants to look at in a shop is not the same thing as what a kid wants to look at in a and shop. You,
7: and as a grown-up, you know that your eyes wander over to something else on the other side of the shop and you want to go and look at it. So, And with the best will in the world, you might say, oh, I'm just going over there, but whoever you're telling might not be listening anyway.
8: So we very early on established... A simple rule for shops we go into the shop together and if you've gone into the shop you all leave the shop together um, you can go around and look at the various things in the shop but at the end of it you don't go out of that door without the rest of the, the group
7: and the shops on Main Street that have several doors we just designated which door it was so she knew Wait to meet us back when she was ready.
8: So, not being the greatest shopper, I can tell you, I've spent quite a while stood by doors <laughs> waiting for <laughs> waiting for Kath to catch up. Many a time have I been stood by a certain door um, near the handbag and the art shop, watching the dapper Dan's outside whilst not actually leaving the shop, waiting for everyone to regroup before we leave.
7: To be fair, Charlie likes that shop as well. Yeah, Charlie's in the art part. Department. So.
8: When we go into shops, we all wait for one another before we leave the shop. Yeah. Can be a bit of a problem that one person disappears off whilst they're stood at the exit, and then they come back, and then another one disappears off.
7: (laughs) The proverbial herding cats, isn't it?
8: But we all leave the shop together. Now, the second one, where we do get separated, quite often happens that you can't actually hold on to one another, and you can't stay fully together, is on the way off rides.
4: Yeah.
8: It's not so bad queuing to go on rides, but when you come off rides, very often there's a whole crowd, a whole group of people Particularly moving Particularly in a together, show
7: or something like that, yeah.
8: And they're all moving in the same direction, so if you get separated a bit, you, it's hard to turn round and go back to other people. So actually our rule on attractions and uh, things like that is it's almost the opposite for the shops. What we do is, if you're separated, just keep going, keep going until you get out the exit... When you get out the exit, walk a few yards away until you're in a bit of space away from the crowds that are coming out. As long as you're still in a nice open space where you can see the exit, that means anyone else coming out the exit can see you. So we just get outside, get into a space and wait for everyone and regroup outside the exit.
7: Yeah, and then it's easy enough to see each other and we generally try and keep an eye out for each other in the queue anyway. So
8: And we over the years, we've got very good at... Um, Standing in spots where you have good line of view in as many directions as possible, mm-hmm. even if we're actually arranging to meet somewhere in the park, you you'll often see that we're we're a bit like CIA agents that we we <laughs> stood we stood there. <laughs> I'll be stood in one spot where I've got good view in a lot of directions. Beck will be 20 yards away from me in another spot where we've seen one another. We know where one another are. <laughs> but between us, we've got the longest line of views to, to watch for Kath and Charlie coming from the other direction. But uh, yeah, get into a nice open space. Don't go and hide behind a bin or around a corner or whatever. Nice open space. And then other people coming out can see you. You can meet up and off you go again. Now, the next one was just reassurance for Beck that if she did lose us, if for some reason she couldn't find us at all, what she should do is find a cast member and ask a cast member. Not run around all over the park, not go searching everywhere, just simply find a cast member. And actually, the first time we did this, we had a bit of a game as we went around the park through the various lands to just go into each land and go, right, can you spot the cast members here? Because they all dress differently in different places. but
7: it... And also to go to just to ride or attraction because there's a cast member at the entrance to every one of those there.
8: And and actually it was very much uh, shops at the tills, we we said, was the That's other well. place. You're always going to find a cast member. So that was the third rule for her, was always, if every, all else failed, she never had to use this, by the way, because no, no. the, other, the others worked. But if all else fails, we'd told her, go and ask a cast member. Um, The final thing that we also said to her back then was, under no circumstances, no matter what happens, we would never leave that theme park without her. Therefore, no matter what, no matter who tells her anything else or whatever, she shouldn't leave the theme park without us because we will still be there until we're all together. So that was the other thing we established, We got into her head never to leave the theme park without us. We all left together. Again, it was never an issue, but it was just the fourth rule that we had actually established.
7: And that's for parents who are extremely worried that they, if they get separated from your child, they might be taken by somebody else. You know, if they haven't gone to a cast member or, you know, a stri- the stranger danger part, that is. Yeah. So, no, it's never a, happened. And...
8: Bit, bit overkill, but, you know, it's, it's the final... Uh, the final just make sure everything's safe there um now the rules we've just come up with that we we established with Beck they might not be the rules that work for you that you think are the rules you have but it's worth having a discussion with your kids and just making sure you all have some kind of rules and also the other thing I would urge is when you're in the park communicate as well as to what you're going to do. Never disappear off from one another without having that thing. I know the the temptation is, oh, they're busy a sec, I'll just pop to the loo. Mm -hmm. Chances are, if you want the loo, everyone else does as well. So it's worth waiting and and all going off together. But, yeah, just keep, just have that conversation, make sure everyone's safe and make sure everyone stays together.
7: Here we are. So from Bob being really sensible, my plan is... You just stand and do what you want to do and Bob finds you when he's ready.
8: Yeah, there is, there is a bit of that.
7: <laughs> he's good at that as well. I have no clue where we are. Turn us around three times and I get lost. So if he says, I'll meet you over by this, such and such, I just go, yeah, okay, and then wait for him to find me. <laughs> so, yeah, two different ways of looking at it. I think his is the best way, though. So that's all from us. Okay, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.
0: Bye. Oh, thank you, Kath and Bob. Brilliant, as always. Some great tips in there. Uh, You do have to be so careful with the crowds that you get in the parks. It's so easy to lose children. It's easy to lose adults, let alone children. So, uh, yeah, some of them tips will come in really, really helpful. That isn't the last we've heard from Kath and Bob. We'll hear them a little bit later on in the show. Uh, But at... 8.47 in the evening here in Dundee in Scotland. We're going to play another summer song. As I said, I'm playing all summery type stuff tonight to get us in the mood because it's getting closer and closer and closer. Slick back your hair. Put your leather jacket on. Oh yeah. Whatever you used to wear in the 50s and 60s. And have a little bit of grease. Summer nights. Summer
4: loving me a blast. Summer loving happens so fast. I met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be. Summer days dripping away. To a summer, summer. night.
0: Summer nights by Greece.
2: You are listening to the Orlando InfoZone Radio Show. The best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here. There's a place for vacationers who seek more than just a little time off. The ones who choose to go big or stay home. with now. Where every amazing, despicable, wizarding adventure reveals moments that are truly epic this place is made for those who do more than just vacation with me now. it's made for those who vacation like they mean it universal orlando resort
0: oh yes we all love a bit of universal right it is eight fifty-two, a few minutes before the watershed so i've timed it slightly wrong yep you know what time it is It's time for that fella, the one who says naughty words and swears and makes you giggle like a baby. Yep, it's grumpy time and it's Day 3, Part 1.
9: Grumpy middle-aged dad and Lottie, more adventures in Orlando. Day 3, chilling out and some more universal. Today's look, charity chic. T-shirt. Army and Navy Stores, West Bromwich. Shorts, Dudley Dog Rescue. Trainers, Briley Earl Aldi, from the Middle Oil. i reached the big half-century this year, so I'm at that age where fashion sense and clothes that fit properly is mostly a distant memory, and an outfit that matches and looks good, a mere aspiration. Most days I look like I've got dressed in a rushed panic in a pitch-black room. The T-shirt from the Army and Navy stores line, though, is actually true. There was a time when my mum and dad were really struggling financially. My mum was down to just three fur coats at one stage. So to save money and make sure that the weekly food budget could stretch to that fourth bottle of scotch for me dad, my mum used to buy me and my little sister quite a lot of clothes from the Army and Navy store. I tell you, It's not much fun going to school in Dudley dressed as a Japanese Admiral. Or when your sister's dressed as a German stormtrooper. Anyway, before I regale you with stories from today's adventure, here's a quick update on my non-celebrity status. Nothing. Zilch. Naff. All. Zero sightings so far. Although, yesterday, somebody excitedly posted on Facebook that they'd... Um, spotted me in a park that I wasn't even in. (laughs) It must have been some other portly yet ruggedly handsome stud muffin, I suppose. Today's plan was for Lottie and me to chill by the pool in the morning, then head out for a bop around one of the Universal Parks in the afternoon. This is for two reasons. We had a full-on day yesterday and we decided to recharge and because the first few signs of strain between us have appeared. It's only been a few days, but already she started to crack as my chewing seemingly got louder. I'm constantly in her way, and apparently I'm always on my phone. That's ironic, coming from a teenager, eh? So today, we decided to relax for a bit with our headphones in, so we don't have to look at or talk to each other. Paying about $300 a night at the Ardrock Rock Hotel still isn't quite enough to get you a breakfast each day. So part of my morning ritual has been a trip downstairs to the convenient but terribly expensive Marketplace shop to get some early morning fodder. It's a small, weirdly sort of V-shaped room situated on the ground floor of the hotel and it's part shop, part fast food, part cafe. And absolutely bloody freezing. The port is only 20 yards from the shop door. And out there you've got people wearing bikinis and swimming trunks. And still sweating their tits off because it's hotter than Satan's ball bag. Yet inside the shop the staff have got their thermals on. Because the air con has been set to arctic tundra. You get a full on icy blast as soon as you walk in. Your nipples stick up like lorry wheel nuts and your willy disappears. Well, if you've got one. It's like you've been frozoned. I shivered around the shop this morning and grabbed a few bits for me and lot to have in the room. She had a low-fat yoghurt and some fruit and I'm on a diet, so I just had a sausage, bacon and egg bagel bagel, with extra cheese. And a doughnut. The girl behind the tail... Marley Jane Tramadol struggled to give me my change back as it's difficult to move in an Eskimo suit, so I left it as a tip and headed back up to room 3149, making it back just as my nipples defrosted. Lottie groaned when she could see what I'd got for breakfast, so anticipating another whinge about my chobbling, I retired to the bathroom and ate my bagel sitting on the bog with a bath towel over my head. A few satisfying burps and cheeky trumps heralded the end of breakfast, so we chucked some bits together and headed down to the pool before I could feel the car brush coming on and needed a power nap. Well, it was almost ten o'clock. We grabbed a couple of big fluffy towels, picked out two sunbeds in a quiet place away from any noisy kids and lay down under the hot sun. It was absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. For a few hours, Lottie bopped away on a sunbed listening to soul music and I snoozed, drank cocktails and listened to some more Barry Manilow. Absolute heaven. The hard rock pool area is really nice. Crystal clear water surrounded by massive palm trees, a great bar area and enough room for you to find a bit of private space if you're a bit of a fatty and don't want anyone to see your stretch marks. When it got too hot... Lottie would nudge me, and for ten minutes or so, we'd go and sit in the pool together, lapping up the water to cool us down and chat shit. We're dead good at that, me and my little girl. We have made-up, nonsensical conversations about anything and everything, both of us trying to keep a straight face and battling hard not to giggle. I really soaked up that moment. I have a perfect picture of it in my mind's eye, a cloudless, bright blue sky, Cool music in the background and me and Lottie acting daft in the pool. As the palm trees swayed, the water lapped up over my muffin tops and the whiff of Hawaiian tropic filled my nostrils, I remember turning to her and saying that she should try to remember this too. And that moments like this are the reasons why I work so hard. Us grumpy dads can be really hard work, tell the worst jokes, Make annoying noises when we eat and sometimes be too wrapped up in our own world and workload to really see what's really, really important and what's going on around us. But deep down, all we want to do is love, protect and provide for our fam. And at that moment, I'm proud to say I've done exactly that. We had a tasty lunch right next to the pool as the DJ ramped up the holiday tunes. We were both in high spirits and funked out to some stevie wonder as I got totally mullered on margaritas. Is it me or are American measures absolutely massive? No wonder I always look poor pie on the holiday photos. I was absolutely plastered exhausted, so as Lottie went off to the room to get ready, I had another little power nap. Fourth one today, it's only two o'clock. I woke up groggily a little while later to see a message to say she'd gone to the park ahead of me, so I got my drunken bum into gear and headed back to the room for another power nap. I'm kidding. Not even I could have five in a day. Although I did have a little lie on the bed, which was absolutely brilliant. There are worse ways to spend a Saturday, I can tell you. And that's where I will leave it for today, gang. Join me next time to see what utter nonsense we got up to for the rest of the day. As I return with some more grumpy adventures, grumpy out. Turn on a bit. Turn a bit. Yep, that's grumpy.
0: <laughs> I want his diet. I like that diet. And I wonder if they'll use that on uh, Fun Fitness and Friends. Hmm. I doubt it. Right, do you want to know what the weather's going to be like for the next seven days in Orlando? Well, Sue's going to tell you.
5: Good evening, everyone. It's Sue Sutherland here with your OIZ Network weather forecast for the week for Thursday the 14th of March. <clears throat> OK, we'll start the weather forecast with Friday the 15th. And we've got 30 degrees with a real feel of 31 degrees it's going to be sunshine mixing with some clouds. 0 millimeters of rainfall and 37% cloud cover. And the evening we've got 18 degrees with a real feel of 17 degrees, partly cloudy and mild. 0 millimeters of rainfall and 55% cloud cover. On Saturday the 16th we have 27 degrees with a real feel of 29 degrees It's going to be mostly cloudy with a shower or a thunderstorm in the area. We've got 5.1 millimetres of rain and 95% cloud cover. At night, we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 13 degrees, zero millimetres of rainfall and the cloud cover is at 39%. On Sunday the 17th, We've got 21 degrees with a real feel of 22 degrees, so a lot cooler now. It's not going to be as warm. Some and areas of high clouds and then mostly cloudy. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 82% cloud cover. At night, we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 13 degrees. We've got rain at zero millimetres and 68% cloud cover. Monday the 18th we've got 22 degrees with a real feel of 22 degrees <coughs> excuse me and cloudy and a couple of showers possible we've got 0 millimeters of rainfall and 91% cloud cover at night we've got 16 degrees with a real feel of 13 degrees we've got cloudy and a late night rainfall 4one millimeters of rainfall And 99% cloud cover. Tuesday the 19th, we have 21 degrees with a real feel of 21 degrees. Cloudy, a shower or thunderstorm possible in the afternoon. We've got 0 millimetres of rainfall and 96% cloud cover. In the evening, we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 12. We've got rain. Rainy evening with 12.6 millimetres of rain. That's quite a lot of rain. 95% cloud cover. On Wednesday the 20th, we've got 20 degrees. With a real feel of 20 degrees, it's fairly cooling down, isn't it? It's going to be remaining cloudy and a passing shower in the afternoon. With 1.2 millimetres of rainfall and 89% cloud cover. At night, we've got 11 degrees, with a real feel of 11 degrees. We've got rain at 0 millimeters and 56% cloud cover. So it's cool in the evening as well. Anyway, last but not least, we've got Thursday, the 21st of March. We've got 22 degrees, with a real feel of 22 degrees. And it's going to be mostly cloudy. But we've got no rainfall today but the cloud cover's going to be sitting at 45%. At night, oh dear, at night we've got 7 degrees with a real feel of 3 degrees, so it's going to be very cold. That's unusual for the end of March, isn't it? Anyway, 0 millimeters of rainfall and 9% cloud cover, so you'll be able to see those stars. Anyway, that concludes the weather forecast for this week. I'm sorry that it's getting colder. Hopefully next week I'll be able to bring some sunshine back to you. But that's it for now. I'll let you get back to the show and back to Peter and I'll speak to you soon. But for now, I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, thank you, Sue. As always, we know you love Mickey Mouse and thanks for that great weather report. The weather report was great. The weather itself, not so good if you're going out there this week. Uh, Bit depressing, really, wasn't it? Do you need cheering up? Do you need another giggle? Do you need another dose of Grumpy? Okay. Your wish is my command. Here's Grumpy. Day three. Part two.
9: Grumpy middle-aged dad. And Lottie. More adventures in Orlando. Day three. Chilling out and some more universal. Continued. You join me halfway through our third day, and I've just spent a truly wonderful afternoon at the hard rock pool, getting a bit drunk and having the time of my life. I've been back to the room for a lie down, <coughs> to sober up, and it's now time to head back out. Ready? Good. Let's go. So, done chilling for a while, so early evening stroke, late afternoon, I headed off to Owls of Adventure to catch up with my little girl Lottie who'd gone on ahead of me. I caught up with her and we had a good wander round, did a bit of tack browsing in the shops and then headed off to one of our absolute favourite rides, Kong School Island. This is a simply superb ride and if you're ever there, go and do it. You will not be disappointed, it's fab especially if you like to stand in a dark, dank queue for about two hours just to spend five minutes being scared to death by vomiting tapeworms, giant cockroaches, man-eating dinosaurs and a hundred-foot angry chimp. It's ice. I was feeling a little bit peckish as we hadn't eaten for about three hours, so when we came out, I called it time for tea. Luckily, Kong is right next door to some sort of western smokehouse that smelled amazing, so in we waddled for some good old-fashioned American food. After what seemed like an age standing in a cafeteria-style queue, we found ourselves up next to be served. Casey Lou Jolene, behind the counter, totally misunderstood my accent and proper got the hump when I asked for a spit roast. So instead, her manager... Crystal meth angelica, serve me a plate of ribs, fries, and a side of corn on the cob. Listeners, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, more horrific than watching a flabby middle-aged man devour ribs and a buttery corn cob. We should be forced to eat it in the dark or behind a screen. When I eat corn on the cob, it's like a tree surgeon shredding logs into one of them funny-looking machines on the back of a pickup with bits flying everywhere and anywhere, sometimes even occasionally into my mouth. My God, the ribs, oh, they were absolutely delicious. I was like a caveman, devouring the tasty meat off the brittle bone, sucking up the juice and licking my fingers clean with a happy, satisfied burp. Lovely stuff. I looked up to realise Lottie had moved tables and with one final lick of my lips and a check to make sure that I'd not left any tasty bits of cartilage I went off to get her and we headed off to the Hulk. One of the many side effects of getting older is more food seems to get stuck in your teeth. This never used to happen to me before I ate 45. I'm quite sure about that. The tooth gap thing sort of started at the same time as the involuntary noises when I bend down, or the one rogue thick black hair that grows suddenly and protrudes off the top of my ear like a planted flag on Everest. Any kind of meat is a challenge with gappy teeth, and ribs are definitely top of the list for getting deeply wedged in. I've learned to carry a few toothpicks with me for such an occasion, so as we walked along in the dark, I tried to tease out a nice chunk of rib that had got strapped in my lower molar. Just as I dislodged it, a kid bumped into me, causing the toothpick to break off in my gum. I then had to get another toothpick to get the first toothpick out. By the time we reached the oak, I'd managed to hike both of them out leaving me looking like some sort of Hannibal Lecter look-alike with meat around my chops and blood dribbling down my stubble. Lottie went and shoved our loose items in the free lockers as I went off to the bog to wipe my face clean as I was beginning to scare the little kids. We then spent a short time queuing up for the oak road, followed by an even shorter time being turned upside down and bumped from side to side whilst examining my own bumhole. I'm not a big fan of roller coasters, they mess my hair up, but at least tonight my underpants learnt what colour fear was. Lottie and I moosed around City Walk for a little while, people watching and chilling out to the live band. Eventually, we called it a day and headed back to the hotel, following other tired fams on a stroll through Snake Ridden Park. We deliberately hung back from one fam, they had three kids in the biggest pushchair you have ever seen, completely loaded down with tat. And the mom had a bit of a limp. If the snakes were going to bite, they'd have had her first, as I'm sure she'd have struggled to run away. The end of another wonderful day, I walked happily and proudly back to the room with my beautiful daughter, chatting away about our next adventure. We're off to Sea World tomorrow to do some whale spotting. Catch you next time, folks. Grumpy Ed.
0: To the orbit. Oh, never fails to make me giggle. Thank you, Michael, for two more great grumpy clips. Uh, it's something I look forward to every week, is uh, getting the next section. Even though I've read the book, I still giggle at everything, because it's just the way you say it and uh, the way you read it out. So thank you once again for another fantastic couple of
2: clips. (sighs) Oh. Oh, I don't know why, but I've always loved the idea of summer and sun and all things hot.
6: Really? I'm guessing you don't have much experience with heat. Nope.
2: But sometimes I like to close my eyes and imagine what it'd be like when summer does come. <sighs> Bees will buzz, kids will blow down the lion fuzz, and I'll be doing whatever snow does in summer. I drink in my hand, my snow up against the burning sand, probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer. Finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm And find out what happens to solid water when it gets warm And I can't wait to see what my buddies all think of me Just imagine how much cooler I'll be in summer The hot and the cold are both so intense Put them together, it just makes sense (laughs) Winters a good time to stay in and cuddle But put me in summer and I'll be a Happy snowman When life gets rough, I like to hold on to my dream Of relaxing in the summer sun Just letting off steam Oh, the sky will be blue And you guys will be there too when I finally do what frozen things do in summer. I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. In summer.
4: Oh,
0: yes, we all love Olaf. And as always, all music played on OIZ radio is here for evaluation purposes only. We do not own any of the rights to any of the songs or music, including this one.
4: Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo, I see you you're not fooling me Cause I can see The way you shake and shiver You know we got a mystery to solve So Scooby-Doo be ready for your act Don't hold back
0: Yes, as always, Scooby-Doo is dedicated to Rob Widdup and the Scoobies. Right, are we ready for a little bit of Kath and Bob? Oh, yes, we're always ready for Kath and Bob. They're going to be talking about Disney Cruise Lines. Right, it is 16 minutes past nine. Here's Kath and Bob.
7: Hi, everyone. you got Kath I'm Bob. And we have already been looking for our summer holiday 2020 because you can never have too many countdowns. And somebody sitting next to me. He's got a big special birthday coming up next year. So for his treat, it was to choose what he'd like to do. So he was searching away, beavering away on the internet. And what did you come up with? What do you want to do? Um, I ended up wanting to go on a cruise. <laughs> so knowing that we love Disney... And we've been on four Disney cruises already, searching around the internet. it you did, And you did look at other options at different cruise lines and different cruise companies, but he decided to settle with Disney Cruise Line.
8: So we've booked our cruise for next year, but we booked it recently because the itineraries for next summer have just been released. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you a rundown of a flavour of what the itineraries are that uh, Disney have going for next summer.
7: And we've booked it this far in advance because the best price that you can get for your cruise is on the day of release. And Disney are loyal to their their loyal customers, if you like. They reward their loyal customers. They have a few schemes going. Number one, if you go on a, a cruise and put down $250 or $200 to hold your place and you redeem that against a cruise within the next two years, you get a substantial amount of money off your cruise. I've known somebody do that and get about $800 off their cruise and $200 to spend on board. Why didn't we do that? Well, we did put down a placeholder cruise. However, we haven't booked within the two-year period.
8: Yeah, it elapsed on us. So
7: So we just get that money refunded back into our account as well. So it's, it's uh, almost... If you enjoy Disney Cruise Line and you think you might go, and you can afford to lay down two hundred dollars, it's a no-brainer to to actually do it because you will get your money back, or you'll get a good discount off your next cruise.
8: So, anyway, so some of the itineraries for for next summer. Okay, first off, one of the mainstays of the of the Disney. Itineraries is their Bahamas. Cruises.
5: Yeah, that's where
7: we started off. It's bread and butter. If you're over in Florida, these go up from Port Canaveral, generally three days where you leave Port Canaveral in the afternoon on day one, you go to Nassau in the Bahamas for day two, Castaway Key, K. Oh my gosh, I'll put my teeth in. Castaway Key on day three, which is Disney's private island, and then back to Port Canaveral.
8: Now, they've got a couple of alternative versions of this going next year apart from that standard version of the three night they've got one that uh has a day at castaway key but then the other day is at sea without any nasa in it they've got another one which they're actually doing double castaway key
7: that caused a lot of excitement on the chatter because that's really unusual to do that they do they do do them but they're very rare and they're very rare that they're in august when we can go as well so there's been a lot of chatter about that
8: so the the idea there is they they leave the port on the first day the second day they pull in at castaway key and you spend the day on castaway key you all get back on the ship at the end of the day they pull out of the port and go out a little way out to sea and then they pull back into port again the next day to do another day at castaway Key. sounds like bliss to me castaway key is absolutely wonderful
7: it is paradise isn't it paradise island
8: So, on top of those three night ones, they do a couple of four night cruises in the Bahamas as well. Uh, One of those, the standard version of those, again gives you Nassau, again gives you Castaway Key, but the other day is a day at sea. Yep. But they're also doing a double Castaway Key version of that as well next year, where you go to Castaway Key, you go to Nassau, you come back via Castaway Key and back up to Port Canaveral. Nice. And then the other one that they're doing is a five-night, which also includes double castaway key. So there's a few options they're doing on the Bahamas cruises next year. All
7: these cruises that they've just been released to are are May through to the end of August for their summer period.
8: The other cruises you can do whilst in the States uh, that nicely combine with holidays at Orlando's are their Caribbean cruises. Now, again, there's a few different versions they do of the Caribbean cruises. These ones are slightly longer. They do five-night, seven-night, and nine-night versions. Now, the five-night version that they do, and there's a couple of ways around they, they do this, but that is a visit rather than to Nassau, you actually go down to Mexico, and it includes Castaway Key as well. I
7: mean, all their cruises include Castaway Key because it's their island. So why would you? And everyone who's cruising Disney wants to go on or Castaway Key.
8: All their cruises in that part of the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they then have a seven-night cruise around the Eastern Carib, uh, the Eastern Caribbean, which basically has a few stops at the Virgin Isles as well as your Castaway Key. They then have a cruise that is the Western Caribbean for seven nights, which is. Includes Mexico, Jamaica, Grand Cayman and Castaway Key. We might be able to tell you what that one's like next year because that's the one we've booked on. (laughs) And then the other Caribbean one they do is another eastern one, but it takes in St. Kitts, Martinique, Antigua and the Virgin Isles. Very nice. So a few options, five, seven and nine nights around the Caribbean.
7: Now, those are the two biggest ships that stay out in the Caribbean and the Bahamas and do the runs out there because they can accommodate more guests. And then they take the two smaller ships on coming across the Atlantic and doing some, either some things up there or up in um, North, North America.
8: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the ships is coming over to uh, Europe next year. And
7: this few years now has come over to Europe as well, isn't
8: it? And while it's over here it's almost no two cre- cruises that does it the same it it no. it has a whole mix and match of different types of cruise you, you can, can do. cruise
7: right round the uk yeah. if you want to
8: there's a there's a seven night british isles one which takes in ireland scotland england doesn't actually stop in wales but uh,
7: there's no port deep enough to accommodate the ship that's why yeah i knew that
8: um there's a five night one going from Dover that does Amsterdam and Belgium and and France. There's a seven night one that goes from Dover and takes in the Norwegian fjords. You couldn't say
7: that without a Monty Python okay. voice. There's
8: <laughs> there's one that takes in the
7: fjords. The, He's the, pining for the fjords.
8: That be it. There's a few versions that they do of the very eastern north. Uh, Atlantic kind of area where they go from either Copenhagen or Dover and they go out to Estonia, Finland, Russia and Sweden. There's a 7, 8 and 11 night version of that sort of thing uh, with one of them also taking in Germany and Poland as well as those countries. So there's there's a few options if you fancied getting over to St. Petersburg in Russia. Mm -hmm. Rather than St. Petersburg in Florida. And uh, the other north European one um, goes from Dover and it goes north to Scotland up the Orkney Isles it goes even further north up to Iceland and then across to uh, Norway and Sweden so that's a real North, North
7: Atlantic version that one is That's almost like your shipping trawler <laughs> bring back the Icelandic cod with you um, As well as the fact that the ship
8: at some point goes from North America over to Europe and back then goes it also goes between the different parts of North Europe because those are the ones around uh, near Britain and right up in North Europe. But at some point, it goes down to the Med and there's a cruise that actually goes between the Med and Dover that you can go from Barcelona and up to Dover on. Now, some of the most popular and most sought-after cruises for next summer are some of the Mediterranean cruises. Yeah,
7: one of them sold out within days. I think there were a few cabins left when it went to the general public because when you book with Disney Cruise Line, if, you're, if you've taken over 10 cruises, you're a platinum member. If you've taken five cruises and te- between five and ten, you're a gold member. And as soon as you've taken one cruise, you become a silver member. And there are different days then in which you are allowed to book. So obviously uh, platinum guests... Get a book two days prior, three, three days. days prior, gold two days, silver one day. And by the time it, it's open then to the general public, this next cruise was almost sold out.
8: Yeah, the cruise that really sold well was a cruise that goes from uh, the port near Rome, Civitavecchia, uh, and it goes via Italy down to the Greek Isles, round the Greek Isles and back up to Italy again, um, they've got a couple of versions of that and they've also got an extended version of that which goes from Italy, goes around the Greek Isles and then comes back via France to end up in Barcelona. Those have sold so quickly Um, and those are nine and 12 night cruises and then they do a couple of other cruises going out from Barcelona, one taking in France and Italy for five nights and then there's a seven night version of that as well around France and Italy. So those are the kind of cruises they've got going next summer um over this side of the atlantic the other cruise that they operate regularly is actually an alaskan cruise which is really popular goes from vancouver goes up the alaskan coast takes in a few sites on the way up the coast some glaciers and uh things as it goes up the coast and it always seems to me that that's going to be a bit cold, but uh, it is very popular. So.
7: And this one, it's the DVC member cruise. Uh, one cruise every year is, is highlighted for Disney Vacation Club members. Usually it's the one out in Bahamas or Caribbean, but next year it's the Alaskan cruise, which is at the end of August, 24th of August. And one of our members, Mel Costin, has done this before. If you check her blog out, she, she did the Alaskan cruise last year. So... Next year, we'll have done our Triple Crown. This will be our third of the four Disney cruise liners we'll have been on, so we'll have to do the Grand Slam and do the fourth. And then they'll release another three ships, and that'll set the bar even higher.
8: You realise to do the fourth, that might mean we've got to do the Alaskan cruise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd realise that. No. <laughs> but there we go. So, those are some of the cruises you, you can uh, look out for next summer.
7: Get booking if you fancy some of them. Like I said, the sooner you book, the cheaper they are. You only need to pay a 15% deposit, and then you book and pay uh, when you book, and then you pay about eight weeks before you travel.
8: And they're wonderful.
7: Yes. Imagine the very best day you get the very best customer service at Disney, and then times that by 100%.
8: They look after you, and it is Disney service through and through, and Disney runs through the ship. As well.
7: It's not overly, it's not like all big Disney things in your face, is it?
8: No, but if you want to go look in, you can find Disney all the time if you want it.
7: Yeah, but, um, yeah, you're very spoilt and very pampered and indulged.
8: And there's always lots to eat. Oh, yes. Oh,
7: yes. Take your elasticated trousers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And lots to keep everybody happy and amused.
8: Yep. So I think that's it from us. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.
0: Oh, thank you, Kath and Bob, once again. Another great rundown on Disney cruises. I really do fancy doing a few Disney cruises, but uh, I think them lucky numbers will need to come in before I can do that. But uh, should they ever come up, I will certainly be jumping on a few of these boats, ships, cruise liners whatever you want to call them and be giving it a go right don't forget if you want to record a clip for the show we are always welcoming new people as you hear here in the shows you can talk about absolutely anything Orlando related it could be absolutely anything to do with Orlando and we will include it in the show as long as it's uh, relatively clean, of course. Uh, if you do want to record a clip, all you can do is record it on your voice recorder, on your smartphone, or on your PC, of course, and email it to the OIZ Radio Show at gmail.com. That's the OIZ Radio Show at gmail.com. And we will get you on air as soon as humanly possible. We really, really would like to hear some new voices and input, as well as the regular ones. We want to freshen it up, make it so that you want to come every week and go, who's going to be talking this week? We love the clips we get now, but new voices are always welcome. Right, I'm waffling now. It's half past nine in the evening on Thursday, the 14th of March, 2019. You're listening to OYZ Radio, episode 48, with me, Peter Harper. And I could do with a drink.
1: So am I Workday passes like molasses in winter time, But it's July I'm getting paid by the hour And older by the minute My boss just pushed me over the limit I'd like to call him something I think I'll just call it a day or miss something tall and strong Make it a hurry It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. This lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and after night. That's all right. I ain't had a day off now, and over a year, my Jamaican vacation's gonna start right here. Get the phone's for me, you can tell them I just sailed away. And pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's on Five o'clock somewhere, I could pay off my tab for myself. In. What would Jimmy Buffett do? Funny you should ask Alan.
6: (laughs) I'd say, oh, miss something
1: tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. Oh miss something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half
6: on my What country am I in?
1: It doesn't matter. It's 5 o'clock somewhere.
6: It's always on 5 in Margaritaville, come to think of
1: it. I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir.
2: I've seen your boat there.
1: I've been to Margaritaville
6: a few times. All right. Well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay. Well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys. I got it. All right. Well, it's 5 o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crack it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone.
0: oh yes it's five o'clock somewhere and everyone's having a drink I've got my drink right in front of me unfortunately it's coffee not quite what I would have liked but there you go right coming up we have Braden from Mickey Views Mickey Views is a YouTube channel that brings you all the up-to-date news on Disney and today Braden's going to be telling us all about river country the demolition begins so sit back relax and enjoy mickey views disney news
10: Coming up, demolition of the River Country Water Park in Walt Disney World gets underway as Disney prepares the site for a new expansion. Transformation work turning the Wonders of Life Pavilion into the Play Pavilion begins in Epcot. And Disney renamed sections of the Hollywood Studios parking lot in preparation for Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. My name is Braden, and this is your Mickey Views News. All
0: who come to this happy place. Welcome. Now I'm
10: the king of the swingers. That's what Epcot is. An experimental prototype community
1: that will always be in a state of becoming.
10: I thought we'd use the Epcot intro there this episode because it's so awesome. But before we get into all of the extensive reimagining getting underway over at the Wonders of Life Pavilion as we speak, first we have to talk about another long since forgotten attraction on property River Country, the first water park in Walt Disney World, located near Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, Fort Wilderness, the Copper Creek Cabins, and the Wilderness Lodge. Where finally, after sitting abandoned for almost 18 years, Disney is removing the old structures at the site as the site becomes home to the new nature-inspired resort hotel coming 2022. The new hotel has gotten off to a rocky start as far as feedback goes. Something this design is a little bland, but I'm excited to see what Disney does here because I think that there is a lot that you can do with that nature-inspired theme. And this isn't just a DVC property. It will have DVC rooms, but it will also have 1,700 guest rooms, making it the first resort hotel to be built with a ton of new guest rooms this close to the Magic Kingdom kingdom in quite some time. As you can see in these photos from Blog Mickey, the old structures are being removed as we speak. Uh, those old ones from River Country back when Walt Disney World opened. Pretty incredible. A little while back, Disney actually filled in the pools that were at River Country, so now they have to remove those filled in pools as well as everything else, so removing all of that and clearing the land will probably take a little while here, let me know what you guys think. Moving over to Epcot at the Wonders of Life, after 10 years of the pavilion being either abandoned sometime storage space other times, or as you probably saw it, as the Festival Center event space, now and again. Finally, something permanent is coming to the space. As you can see, the old rope uh, that used to actually span the entrance pathway there, redirecting guests to other attractions when the Wonders of Life was closed, has actually now been replaced by a full construction fence and looking at these photos from DreamFinder guy up at the door where you would enter the pavilion, you can see that the pavilion is no longer even a place where cast members uh, can go back there. They used to have like a office and meeting space uh, back in there. Now it is fully locked down, on the front side of it at least, as Imagineering prepares to bring new life to the Golden Dome. Removal of the remaining structures in the Wonders of Life, all those structures that have been in the middle since the Wonders of Life opened back in 1989 are to be removed as the space is hollowed out for the newly announced Play Pavilion, which by the way is not the official name of the Pavilion what it will be called. It won't be called the Play Pavilion I don't believe. Uh, That's just what Disney is calling it right now. It is uh, the Unnamed Play Pavilion is what Disney is officially calling it as they continue development on the project. There's been a lot of speculation and opinions uh, that have been generated out there about the Play Pavilion ever since it was announced a few weeks back. Disney says, quote, the new pavilion in development will include first of their kind experiences devoted to playful fun, inviting guests into an innovative, interactive city bursting with games and hands on activities. Friends and family will interact with favorite Disney characters in an energetic metropolis, unlike anything ever seen before at EPCOT. Now the thing is, the EPCOT purists, as some people lovingly call them, have been very very vocal about this announcement about this pavilion, some attributing this to being more of a playground than anything else, which is sort of supported by uh, Parks Chairman Bob Chapek's many illusions since the announcement of the EPCOT overhaul about making it more kid-friendly, more family-friendly, more kid-oriented.
6: We're also ensuring that these plans incorporate what we've been hearing from our guests especially from our families with young children.
10: A lot of uh, sort of talk like that, and if you look in this press release, uh, you see you know playful fun things like that, uh, where it seems like this might be specifically aimed at children. I think if it is specifically aimed at children and it's really just more for them, I think that that would be bad, obviously, because the whole reason Walt made the Disney parks in the first place was to make a place where families could have fun together at the same time. And while I think it's safe to say I'm very much someone who is uh, definitely wants Disney to live up to the theme of Epcot, I think some people would call me an Epcot purist. The thing is, while while I don't want there to be any movie uh, tie-ins in the park, obviously, intellectual property tie-ins, I have to say that I am pretty optimistic about this play pavilion. Even looking at it, where it's very obvious that uh, in the concept art, it seems like this pavilion is mainly themed around Disney Emoji Blitz, the Disney mobile game, uh, all the uh, emojis in there, uh, you know, from Inside Out and the other characters there are all from a uh, Disney game, a mobile game. The reason I'm optimistic about this play pavilion is, firstly, I think it's going to be a great way to take the offerings of interventions with the character spot and the Interactive exhibits and move that stuff away from the middle of the park, freeing up a lot of space. And also, finally, after many many years of us wanting to see Disney finally do something with the beautiful Golden Dome, other than it just being a glorified shopping area a few months out of the year, Disney's finally doing something permanent here. Does the concept art fill me with great confidence with you know all the intellectual property tie-ins? Like, wow, this is what Epcot is supposed to be about? No, of course not. But to those doubting this pavilion in terms of how it fits in to the real theme of Epcot, I ask you, how can you fix a pavilion in Epcot if nobody ever does anything with it in the first place, and it just sits there as a decrepit storage facility as it has been? I think that Bob Chapek has some big plans for this interactive metropolis that is not uh, just a playground, and it's going to actually be something more than that. I do think that it will have kid elements to it, like the meet and greet aspect especially, but also a lot of adults enjoy that stuff too. But I do think this space is going to be seen as a great opportunity to play test new ideas, future attractions via interactive exhibits for all ages, uh, testing uh, what different age groups think about different things. Uh, This might be a great space for that. And as Jim Hill has hinted at, uh, maybe they might actually use uh, some of this exhibit space to try to bring back attractions from the past uh, for a limited time to boost attendance and see what works and what doesn't, and sort of a virtual reality experience, which sounds crazy, uh, but we'll see how it goes there. Also, if this play pavilion does turn out to be intellectual movie property tie-in central, it may take the pressure away from the rest of Epcot to constantly be sacrificing its purpose and theme for the sake of promoting films, when all of that is already being done over at the Play Pavilion. And long-term with the Play Pavilion itself, uh, maybe if guests don't like sort of the intellectual property tie-in style of the Pavilion, it itself can become more real-life, future, and technology-oriented, like Innoventions was always meant to be. With what Disney's doing with the entrance area, I'm just a little more hopeful that Disney still has some semblance of understanding as to how Epcot is really supposed to be, which is as its own standalone intellectual. standalone property, just like Star Wars, just like Pixar, just like these other brands. Epcot is its own brand, and as I said before, I think chances of us getting Dream Finder back have literally never been higher, and it looks like we are getting the Epcot attraction logos back in full form. Uh, all great signs there. I think that tacky, multicolored 2000s Epcot logo is about to be officially replaced by the original classic logo that is embedded in the pavement by the Fountain of Nations to this day. So here's to hoping a brighter day is on the horizon in Epcot, although I have to say that property tie-in, permanent fireworks show thing uh, coming in 2020, Project Kappa, I'm not so sure about that one, that is the one where I'm uh, not uh, very sure what Disney is really thinking as far as that is concerned, but if the Play Pavilion is going to be the least futuristic, most property tie-in based, most kid-oriented thing in all of the Epcot overhaul uh, that we see, I'd say that we are coming out pretty much ahead, because looking at this concept art, this place looks so cool, it looks like we might even be seeing the Wonders of Life become a projection dome here, on the inside with the sky there. My main message here. Here is is they can't fix whatever flaws there may be with this play pavilion down the road if the play pavilion itself is never built and the wonders of life remains a partially abandoned storage space instead of a pavilion in the most magical place on earth. You know, maybe we'll be imagining some new things right here for Epcot on an upcoming show here on Mickey Views, that's all I'm gonna say for now. Last up in Walt Disney World this week, with Galaxy's Edge on the way to Walt Disney World August 29th, Disney is updating the studio-related parking names, making them Disney character names. Representing the new offerings coming to the park. The new parking lot section names will be Mickey, Minnie, Woody, Jesse, Buzz, Olaf, and BB8. We got some Runaway Railway related ones there, Toy Story Land ones, even some Frozen characters from the sing along that's in the park, and of course BB8 from Star Wars with Galaxy's Edge on the way. That's the latest news in the world of Disney. Be sure to subscribe with the notification bell on so you never miss any news. The Magic Weekly is now back in full force with some great. Feedback on the first new right, the I'm US
0: fading world. Braden out there, not because he's not saying anything good, just because he's uh, advertising his merch and everything, which is very good, but not very good to hear on the radio. I can highly recommend going on YouTube and searching out Mickey Views. Uh, you'll get the same reports you've just heard there, but there are lots and lots of images that go along with it that... Put it into a bit more perspective and you can see some of the images of the new stuff that's actually being built in Disney. So go along to Mickey Views, listen to Braden. Uh, There's lots of clips on there and loads and loads of images of all the upcoming stuff and the work that's going on. Right. That was our last clip of the evening. And you're all thinking, he hasn't played it. Why hasn't he played it? Well, he hasn't played it because he's going to finish the show with it. I want to thank everybody who has listened to the show and who will listen to the show, either on demand on Spreaker or on the podcast on Anchor. Uh, Thank you for listening. I do hope you're enjoying these shows. I do hope you tell your friends about them and get them to listen also. Uh, Of course, we'll be back next week at eight o'clock on Thursday. In the meantime, join us in all of the Orlando InfoZone groups and take part in all that's on offer in them. And that's about it. I'm going to play this and then I'll say my goodbyes right at the very end. that's the end of the show on what better way to finish it i want to thank you all for listening for joining in the chat room for recording clips and for just making the whole show worthwhile i've loved doing it yet again and we are getting close to 50 episodes next week will be episode 49 of course and then we'll have reached the half hundred so look forward to seeing you next week at the same time, the same place. Whatever you're doing over the next seven days, have fun, but take care and be safe. Good night. God bless everyone.
2: You are listening to the Orlando Info Zone radio show. The best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here.